Get ready to podcast. This is episode 138 of the QA podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal De Quincy. Why that one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I can understand me. if we were doing like UFC or WWE, that whole Buffett buffer, let's get ready to rumble intro would work, but we're talking about WandaVision. We're... I feel like we're going to battle out on this one, though. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Uh, I went to a really dark place. Um, yeah, man, oh, that was unexpected. Uh, sorry, let me. We're recording uh, on uh, Monday afternoon. Yeah, MLK Happy Day. Martin Luther King Jr. Day to uh, everybody out there that's listening. Yes, and all things willing, this will be a quick podcast, and I'll be able to get it out today. Uh, do the business side. Listen to us right now. Uh, Q&A podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Beaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Business time done. How are you doing, my man? Let me guys. I'm good. I'm doing really well. I'm off today, hence us uh, recording on in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, feel good. Sounding good, I think. And uh, our race out sounding better than last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, ready to get this going. All right, good, good. Yeah. All right. I said earlier, we're here to discuss the first two episodes of WandaVision, the first phase of phase four of the MCU. So um, I guess let's just jump into it. How did you, what do you think about it, man? How do you feel? I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever like watched, you know, just kind of, you felt like watching it. Have you ever watched episodes, those old episodes, those old TV shows, like I love Lucy or bewitched or uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. Yes. And, and if you did, yes. if you chose, if you willingly watched it, did you enjoy them? Yeah. Okay. So this is this is where my whole issue comes with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I have to because I just paid for it. So uh, <laughs> it better get better or I might need you to refund me. Six bucks. Um, you better take that out with the mouth. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Well, I'm not winning that one then. Um, like... I understand that they are trying to, they're building to something. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what it is. I mean, it seems like, uh, I mean, it's, it was obvious, like, if you watch the beginning and the end, it, it was kind of like a show within a show. And it was almost like uh, Truman Show-esque, the way it's kind of set up. But at the same time, the fact that they went with, like, old 50s and 60s uh, sitcoms 
just didn't do it for me. And part of the reason is I've watched those, all of those shows before as well. I've loved all of those shows. Lucille Ball, in my opinion, is one of the funniest women to have ever lived on this planet. And uh, like the way they, they set these shows up, like they're trying to do like this sitcom thing, but Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are, aren't comedic actors. And it just fell completely flat for me that they were going through these hijinks and, you know, uh, trying to live in this kind of fifties and sixties era of, you know, sitcom era of, you know, the bumbling husband and doting wife and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, them getting into these uh, goofy missteps. Um, those were funny back then because they had the right people doing that. It just, it just fell flat for me here. Um, even, even with the understanding that it's just a small, it's a small piece in a broader puzzle, a bigger puzzle. So the, the comedic gags threw you off. Yes. Uh, so going back to your original question, yes, I watched all those old um, 50s and 60s TV shows, Bewitched, uh, I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke. Um, it looks like we're going to go into the Wonder Years. That was like the um, the main shows that were on on Nick at Night. Yeah. And yeah, I enjoyed it. So for, I knew what, what it was going to be first going in. Uh, the first episode was the uh, 50s. The second one was more of the 60s. And um, personally, I enjoyed it. Um, the comic, the comedy that you didn't like, were you talking about like episode two? Both <laughs> episode one, both episodes. I mean, the the dinner party, oh. you know, like um, the yeah, the, the the build up to the dinner party that this boss is like this you know, ogre of a boss who, you know, if you don't impress him, like you're out on your, you're out on your can, you know, looking for a new job and stuff like that. You know, if you don't impress him at dinner, you know, you're out, like, <laughs> that's it. Um, <clears throat> the, okay. If you we're, we're going to look at, if we're going to look at the. Well, let me just say right there, like that to me, these episodes are more of an homage to those old shows. Like, mm -hmm. especially the first episode where there's a heart on the calendar and they can't figure out what it is. And right. Both of them think, like, Vision think believes it's because um, the heart's there for his um, bosses, Mr. Hart and his wife, Mrs. Hart, coming to the um, to their house for dinner while Wanda thinks it's for their anniversary. And then like, even during the middle of the episode, they have a phone call where each of them are talking about something different and yet it works out for both of them. It's like the common um, mistakes, like uh, not mistakes, I'm looking for miscommunication, things mm -hmm. like that were like prevalent back in the shows. Like I love Lucy and Bewitched that happened all the time. Oh yeah. Lucy would be talking about one thing. Ricky would be talking about something similar but different. And then, you know, the next scene would be a huge mess they have to work their way out of. That was, to me, that felt like an homage to old shows. So I, I mm -hmm. like, I, I enjoyed it. 
Um, and then the whole thing was where she's in the kitchen using her powers and uh, Vision's doing everything to keep Mrs. Hart uh, played mm-hmm. by uh, the former Kitty Foreman, keeping her out of the kitchen. It, Deborah Joe Rupp? Yeah. It was such a 50s vibe that I enjoyed it. It, it just reminded me of those shows that I watched in my childhood. Here, here's the thing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Deborah Joe Rupp's character because I feel like she's more of a comedic actress. She was the funniest out of all of them. Like, I just didn't find the comedic timing and acting of Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany funny. Like, I've seen those tropes. I've seen those uh, stories play out on I Love Lucy and Bewitched and all that kind of stuff. And they were hilarious. I mean, they're some of the funniest things that I've ever seen on television. Um, But those... Dick Van Dyke as well. I mean, those those actors and actresses were they they were better suited for those roles. I feel like, and for those stories, and, and kind of uh, you know acting out those like mishaps and miscommunications and hijinks. I just, for me personally, just there like Wanda and Vision's um, performance just didn't. It, it just left me. Uh, not wanting more, it just, it just, I just, it, again, it just didn't kind of hit the note for me. Okay. But like, yeah, no, I totally, under, I totally, I can appreciate the homages and, and stuff like that to those old shows because those, those are classics. Um, but just the actual acting themselves, with the exception of Deborah Joe Rupp, like she, uh, she had a couple of lines that I, I actually laughed at, and I was like, well, okay, that makes sense because she's like a comedic actress, like she knows how to hit those notes and hit those. Uh, hit those marks that that uh, that can make you chuckle, you know, even or just give you a, give it a ha, you know, ha. Oh, before I respond to that, uh, what do you think about the wacky neighbor? Another 50s, 60s trope. Again, I just it was too wacky. <clears throat> um, that but that was too wacky. Just like again, like again, I I look at. The classics. I look at Ethel and Fred from I Love Lucy. You know, um, I, I can't remember the names, but I look at the uh, the coworkers in, in uh, Rob ben, in Rob Petrie's office from uh, the, the Dick Van Dyke Show, and and they were hilarious. Um, but this this particular neighbor, played by Catherine Hahn, I believe. Um, yeah, just Agnes. Her, uh, the character's name is Agnes. That's right. Again, I just, you know, it was just kind of, it was a little too goofy, like, and not in a funny way. Well, my only response to that, like, the show, while parts of it are, like, like you said, comedic and kind of goofy, the underlining underlying theme of the show is, oh, this is great, but there's something really fucking wrong here. Yeah, yeah. And no, we, no. we saw that at the dinner party where Mr. Hart is asking Wanda and Vision, questions about their relationship like how um how long they've been together when did they get married what made them come to the um to the town that escapes right now and neither one of them can answer either question and he's you know asking demanding these questions then all of a sudden he starts choking on a piece of food Mm. and once he starts choking that's when you see the camera angles change from that campy 50s into an actual like a normal right. TV show, and as he's choking, uh, Mrs. Hart 
it's just saying, um, what is it help him? But she's like, she's laughing while she's while she's saying it while her husband's down on the ground. No, she's, she's telling she's telling him to stop it. Oh, stop! She's it. looking yeah, at yeah. Wanda. She's looking at Wanda. She's at the beginning. She's like laughing and joking, say, "Stop it, stop it!" But she, as she continues, she starts to get tears in her eyes. Mm -hmm. So when you saw that, what did you think was happening? Well, I could, yeah. I mean, I could see that it was starting to kind of cross over back into like an actual um, superhero action show. Like there was, or something serious. Like yeah. there's something that's going to happen. Um, and it just kind of, yeah, it, it, it made more sense in, in the, uh, it made more sense with the idea of this show called WandaVision, like, like, okay, it's, we're getting somewhere. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take, um, but it's leading to something, you know, and it's, it's getting back to, it's leaving the silly alone for a sec and getting to something that I think we're all tuning in for. And <laughs> um, with episode two, real quick, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if I knew that uh, Big Red Gum was going <laughs> to completely uh, incapacitate uh, the vision, no, first uh, I think Thanos would have... Uh, I think Thanos would have... Uh, uh, Offered him a few sticks, you know, in in, in the Avengers movies. Yeah. First off, that is that was such a sixties like <laughs> a sixties thing where it's like, oh, oh he God. needs some go. Here's some big red. Where it's like it's obvious ad placement. Well, it's oh, obvious yeah. to us now. And so that got laugh out of me because you know that's something that they definitely did back in the sixties. I, I did the like the, the commercials that they did for mm -hmm. Stark Industries and Strucker. Yeah. Yeah, they made sure that on the Strucker watch, they made sure to, to zoom in so you can see the Hydra logo, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, those like those like comic book, comic booky things were mm -hmm. cool. Like, and it's you know, so it's interesting to see, you know, if, the, if those what roles those uh, brands might play into the show as we go along. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm interested in seeing more commercials. Um, yes. So let's stay on episode two. What do you think about the scene where she goes outside and finds the colored helicopter? That that's interesting. Like, okay, where where is this leading to? Like, I have no again, I have no idea where this is leading to. I um, have a theory. Like is it um, where are they uh, when are they going to wake up out of whatever uh, dream that they're in or kind of alternate reality like when is it going to kind of click um, and, and that and also the the red light on the toaster from the first episode I believe mm -hmm. like you, you notice that like you know that, that it's it's slowly but surely kind of the get like I said they're, they're taking it's a very slow burn yeah. to get yeah. to the actual show, mm -hmm. and I don't know when or where that's going to happen. 
So if you go back and rewatch the episode, you look at the toy um, helicopter. Two things that you need to notice. Notice the colors on it. Because mm-hmm. it definitely looks, the colors are reminiscent of an Iron Man suit. And the emblem on the front of the helicopter. So the emblem looks like it's from Sword. Okay. You know about Sword? I don't. So in the comic books, S.H.I.E.L.D. takes care of every kind of superhero, super villain thing that happens on Earth, while Sword is more of, of Sword is like Shield, the S.H.I.E.L.D. version that takes care of everything in space. Okay. And so apparently what's happening in MCU because Shield is no more, Sword is going to be stepping in and taking th- taking over. Uh, so that leads Yeah, to- see I was I was wondering what that that um that logo was myself. So my theory is um my son's playing video games. He just got an achievement and popped on my laptop. Um <laughs> my theory is Wanda was inside a um a sword like lo- facility location, whatever, where she's trying to basically, I guess, I won't say, it, just accept Vision's passing, but she she can't. So her powers are making this like safe world for her. It's basically uh-huh. created a dome around her, and mm-hmm. the people that we see inside with her are like the sword um, employees and the helicopter probably someone tried to fly into the dome and and whoever maybe that the whoever flew in the dome that's like the mailman that we saw right a couple of the women that were in the um and the guys who in the um in where was it in the scenes that we see after that like there are people who are actually trying to get in and reach her but mm-hmm. when they get sucked in, they lose all their memories and become part of her world. And we saw that with yes. we saw that with the uh, uh, with the radio scene where someone's talking to her and trying to say, "Hey, Wanda, what's going on? Who did this to you?" Right. I think pe- it's people outside who are trying to connect to her, but her grief and her powers won't let it happen. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, two things. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's not too late, but mm-hmm. I hope this isn't spoiling anything because those these first two episodes are very to me they're very vague in terms of what's going on like you have to understand that that the way that these two episodes are shot they're that's not gonna how the like that's not how the entire show is going to run you hope (laughs) um but you're pretty certain like that's like it's gonna keep evolving um and uh um Two, again, this is all very, very um, Truman Show-esque, mm-hmm. Truman Show-esque, in my opinion. Like, the way you're kind of, pl- like, laying it out as well. It's like, she's kind of created this this reality, this alternate reality. Um, whereas, you know, like, the Truman Show, like, he was born into this alternate reality. But still, like, someone is still trying to um, communicate from the outside. And that kind of has me like uh, interested. Like, okay, this okay, and that's kind of like where you know my complaints about the the homages, notwithstanding, like that's where I'm. That's where I'm really interested. Like, 
how are they going to get to her? How, you know, how does that, again, how does that all play out? Yeah, so I'm I'm extremely interested to see episode three next week. Uh, what did you think about the end of episode two with the beekeeper? Yeah, that was weird. Like, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> and um, so I thought at first that it was someone on the um, the sword team. Like they were trying to reach her, so they couldn't go through the the dome bubble that she is. So they decided to go underneath, right? And then they got trapped. But then I I saw a theory online. It's like, what if that wasn't a sword person? What if that was a person from AIM? Because if you ever if you ever read the comic books, you see AIM. Their uniforms are like yellow beekeeper uniforms. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense if they were coming into, if they were wearing that uniform when they popped up, when it popped up, Wanda's magic would change it to a regular um, beekeeper. Let me see if I can find a uniform. And the noise, like at the beginning of the second episode when they were asleep, like, that has to tie into it somehow, right? I would think that that's kind of like, again, someone trying to reach from the outside because nobody else really, it didn't really impact anybody else like in the town or whatever. Like it wasn't something that they were talking about. Like, oh, did you hear that? What was all that noise last night? Yeah, you're right. I really wonder, I wonder what that, what that could have been. Like is some kind of, machine they're reaching into or maybe it was because it sounded like it was someone it was something banging against the dome mm-hmm. no ten, no ten. all right so i got these beaky let me show you what they look like all right you see them yes Oh, okay. So those in the comic books, those are the AIM um, uniforms, and they look very beekeeper-esque, do they not? Mm-hmm. So that's the running theory that someone from AIM is trying tried to sneak into there to um, either kidnap Wanda or get her powers or, or something. I'm sure right. something we'll find out going on. I mean, it's, is AIM back? Because I don't think we've seen them since Iron Man 3. Did we? I don't remember AIM. I'm trying to advance idea. Advanced idea mechanics. They were. Mm-hmm. They were in. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Iron Man three. I know you erased it from your mind because you don't. Like <laughs> it. But yeah, they were. They weren't the main bad guys, but they were. They were the evil organization in that movie. And yeah, I don't think that we've seen them since then. That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and kind of at least watch some YouTube clips of it, but maybe not the entire movie. <laughs> I know. Even though it is on Disney Plus, like, and I have Disney Plus now, so. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, like, if anything, even if I don't like this show, mm-hmm. I am actually glad that I've finally got it now because, like, there's a lot of old cartoons from, like, I didn't know all the Marvel cartoons from like '60s, '70s, '80s, and '90s are all like on this thing like that's pretty cool 
So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but <clears throat> but back to back to aim, like, and also the the way that the the beekeeper suit like it looked very menacing. No, no, it didn't. It looked like it was it fit in with the timeline of that era, like '60s or whatever. Like it it, it just kind of looked uh, very plain, just like a normal beekeeper. So it's like, if you manage to get into this alternate reality, like you kind of, like your, um, your, um, you your image, yeah, it become you become part of it. Yes, because the woman who plays um, Geraldine, yeah, it's Monica Rambeau, who is a sword agent. Oh, okay. So well, I think she was on the helicopter that came in there trying to rescue Wanda and she just got sucked in because if you're watching the scene when she's talking to Wanda, when she gives her name to Wanda, she pauses like she can't remember. It's almost like it took the, uh, Wanda's magic uh, a moment to generate a name for her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just sticking. I'm sticking with my theory. That's what, that's what I think is happening. But uh, so it's. Oh, go ahead. I think this is actually this is this should have been my first question mm-hmm. because way back when at the beginning of this when we started recording, but the timeline of this show is it a continuation from? It's supposed to be a continuation from uh, Endgame. Correct? correct. Okay. Correct. Like, see, that's where all these shows kind of confuse me. It's like, you know. Like the Mandalorian, for example, it's like, oh, it takes place in between this episode and that episode, and you know, of the move, like the movie franchise. It's like, okay, so I should have cleared that at the start of this recording, um, but it, okay, so it does take place after Endgame. Okay, yes, that's cool. it does. and it definitely takes inspiration from not only the House of M comic book story, but also the Avengers disassembled. Which is in a, it's basically a comic book where it's gonna get very comic booky. So hold on, <laughs> hold on to your butts. <laughs> so in the comic books, Wanda has two children, um, Wiccan and Speed. I don't remember their actual name. I remember their special name. So she has two children with Vision, but of course, Vision can't have kids. So Turns out they're like two lost souls from the devil Mephisto. Mm-hmm. So he comes back, he takes them back and erases everyone's memory of them. But if I'm like Wanda remembers somehow and the grief, she loses her mind. And when someone whose power is controlling reality loses their mind, a lot of shit goes down. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's she creates a house of M world, which makes um, mutants a superior species and all kind of shit goes down. And then at the end of that, she says no more mutants and it depopulates the mutant population to like under a thousand. Jeez. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah but that's many, many years ago. <laughs> 
No, I think it's cool. Like, I mean, obviously there's so many characters and storylines and evolutions that have taken place since I was really into comics, like in the nineties, like there's so much material there that it's kind of, I think it's cool to think like they're going to do this. Like, you know, there's all these different stories that they could pull from and like to kind of see it all play out on screen. Um, even though I'm not as familiar with these different stories, like it's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, like, the stories they're doing, like one thing I love, I like they're doing the stories. They have the same like spirit in them, but they're not a hundred percent comic book accurate. And Marvel's been doing that for a while. I mean, they did that from the first movie, um, Iron Man, when he admitted he was Iron Man, which was something they didn't do in the comics until after that movie came out. So, right. like, even someone like me who knows the gist of most comic book stories, seeing it come live action and not being 100% comic book accurate is, is fun to me. I enjoy it. Sure. So... After watching both episodes, oh, oh, I forgot to get to the end of the episode too. So turns out Wanda is pregnant. And how much do you want to bet that she's pregnant with twins? <laughs> well, based on what you've told me, I put the house on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and then at the ep- end of the episode, it basically colorizes itself into the 70s. So the next episode will be the 70s era version. Mm-hmm. What was the big uh, sitcom show in the seventies? Do you know? Uh, it might have been the Brady Bunch. Ooh. Um, uh, let's go look. Seventies sitcom. Yeah, the Brady Bunch, All in the Family, Good Times. Um, What's happening? I don't. Think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Partridge Family. Um, Welcome back, Cotter. Mm-hmm. Barney Miller, one of the best so, cop shows of all time. So probably something uh, like uh, Sanford and Son. That uh, would be awesome if they did that. <laughs> Vision, you big dummy. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing Three's Company. That might be. I don't know. Man, there's a lot of good TV shows back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. And God, I do not want them to reboot any of them. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Jefferson's yeah, The Odd right. Couple. Yeah. I would say something like, uh, let's say, Three's Company and um, Partridge Family, Brady Run, some kind of amalgamation of those three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so, how if they have kids, you could do like a Brady Bunch, Partridge Family type thing. I think what we're going to see is those kids are going to age. And by the time we get out, we get out of this, those kids are going to be like mid twenties. Oh, wow. Okay. And they're, they're going to exist in the real world. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a running theory right now. Wicked and speed. They're, like if you look around all the shows that they're making, if they do the Wicked speed, they got um, iron heart, miss Marvel, uh, who else? Um, the young uh, Hawkeye, Katie. I almost said Katie Vick. We're going to run. <laughs> That's definitely. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it looks like they're getting. And then you know they always have Miles Morales in the back pocket, just depending if Sony wants to play right. Looks like they could be setting up a Young Avengers 
you know, movie or TV show. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Who knows what's in the crazy mind of Kevin Feige? <laughs> yeah. Um, so so far, how are you feeling about the show? Um, I'm sticking around. I feel like uh, again, my 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 main complaints were just the the actual like sitcom like style that they went with. Um, but with the understanding that it's just a small piece mm-hmm. in a larger puzzle that kind of leads to, you know, and now with the theories that you've kind of, uh, laid out for me, like it kind of, it makes more sense. And, uh, uh it's definitely, uh, got me more intrigued and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I feel like it'll, hopefully it'll, I'm sure it will get better. From here, from here I feel like that's kind of my I should have told you going in it was going to be a slow burn. Like, if you're expecting, like, this action and adventure from the jump, you're not going to get that. It's it's a slow burn. And, like, for me, I like it. It, um, it kind of, it's, for me, it's like the Mandalorian. It's like, it's a slow play into everything that's going on into the, into this world that they're setting up. Have you watched The Mandalorian? I have not finished season two. Okay. One of the reasons that we uh, are doing these these WandaVision review is so I actually remember to watch the show. <laughs> right. Because I have this thing where like I will watch a show like we'll take Walking Dead for example. I used to watch it every night when it came out you know first showing and everything and then there just came a time where I would miss a couple episodes and I'd be like, oh, I'll just wait until it comes out on Netflix. I'll watch it all then. And I did that. And then season th- four, either season four or five came along and I missed the first three or four episodes. And I was like, oh, I'll just wait for it to come on Netflix. And I never went back. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so that's something that I'm hoping to avoid with this show. For me, it's always been I just lose interest. Mm-hmm. Like I saw the first season of Lost, mm-hmm. and then I saw like maybe a couple of episodes of the second, and I was like, "I'm good, that's okay." Uh, Heroes, that was another one. Oh, so like well, the first season, that one was not your fault because <laughs> that went. <laughs> I can't remember. Heroes was the around the time of the writer strike. Oh wow! I yeah, just, I just remember that second season just being god awful. And I just never went back. Yeah, and I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out here and there, but I'm not going to be committed to it. I can't commit to this anymore. Yeah. yeah. And and also another thing to keep, I, whenever people talk about shows and they just hype them up, I just can't watch them because I know it's ne- the show itself is never going to live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. I still ha- I've never seen was it Sopranos. Yeah, The Wire, and there's one other show. Yeah, there's just uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, like they're sitting on my whatever um, uh, streaming service are on. I have in my list, but I know I'm not gonna watch them because I'm just gonna be disappointed. Well, but from everything I've heard, you I don't think you would be disappointed by those three. Maybe Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, but like. 
everything I've heard about Sopranos and The Wire, like they really kickstarted like this new era of good television of like creativity and you know for for drama and um action adventure and stuff like that like i don't know i i yeah i haven't watched any of them either but um but i've never heard a bad thing about those shows and if you look at the casts from those shows it's kind of like okay like I doubt I'll be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Those, those are because they're because really what makes them is, are those casts like James Gandolfini, like great actor. Um, like how can you go wrong with him as Tony Soprano? Yeah, one day I'll check these shows out. I'm never checking these shows. <laughs> I'm lying. All right. um, anything else? No, that's it. That's all I've got. Um, right. I have something are- to complain about. Well, one thing, are there, before you complain, Yeah. Uh, what other Marvel shows are coming out on Disney Plus this year? To kind of get me ready, because I'm, 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 I'm all signed up, so I gotta start looking forward to it. Oh, man, hold on, let me go find it. Is this year the Falcon? Yeah, Falcon, Winter Soldier, after this, and after that, the Loki show comes out. Okay, okay, that's cool. In fact, let me look, phase four Marvel... I don't need the uh, film series. All right. So this year, 2021, looks like we're getting WandaVision, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Loki, the What If series. Okay. Do you know about that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. So we'll be getting six shows. Cool. Okay. I I can get with that. And four movies? Black Widow, Sang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Spider-Man 3. Now, are those going to Disney Plus, or are they going to go to the theaters? No idea, because I've heard um, battling rumors about Black Widow. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard they're just going to do it in theater, and I've also heard they're thinking about doing the theater and also putting it on Disney Plus for... 30 some dollars like they did with Milan. Well, uh, okay. But I think the only movie here that isn't finished is Spider-Man 3. Yeah. God, no Black Widows has been done. Eternals done. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that much about Shang-Chi. So I don't know if that's, I'm pretty sure that's in, um, ah, sorry. Uh, let me see if I can find anything if it's wrapped or anything like that. Uh, they had a COVID outbreak. Okay. On October 24, 2020, they announced the film had finished filming. Oh, okay. All right. So that's three out of the f- out of five, three out of four. Excuse me, three out of four are already ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I know, uh, yeah, Spider Man is still filming because there's, yeah. like, I'm hearing report, um, I've read rumors like of things going on like on set or mm-hmm. you know like things that they're gonna they might add to the to the story. So that obviously that means that the, 
they're still filming mm-hmm. haven't finished yet yeah no sense uh, yeah all right so marvel got 2021 unlocked All right, so let me get to what I was going to complain about, and then we can get out of here. Go for it. Floor is yours. Zack Snyder, you raggedy bitch. How dare you? How dare you put out a goddamn four-hour Justice League movie? (laughs) What? And I say this with all disrespect included. The fuck? Four hours? How do you think you deserve an hour more than Endgame did? And even Endgame was a little too much for me. But Endgame was like, it's a combination of 10 years and 20-some movies, so it has no right <laughs> to be that long. Right. This shitty movie has no right to be four motherfucking hours. Get him, DQ. Get him. God damn. I'm not watching this. Like, I wasn't even going to watch it. It was four parts. I wasn't going to watch it. But four consecutive hours? No. 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 Y'all already got me for two hours and 30 minutes for Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> and that involved, you know, a director and actor that I like. I don't like Zack Snyder. What the fuck would I spend four hours? I only have a finite amount of time on this planet. I'm not spending four hours watching a goddamn Snyder cut of a movie that I fucking hate. All right. Did you ever see Justice League? I still haven't. I saw it on TV. It was TBS or TNT with the commercials. And the most entertaining part of that movie was the fucking commercial. Oh, boy. God. It's on HBO Max. I think I'll watch it. Kind of so I can compare. Or maybe I should just go in blind. I don't know. All right, so you're watching it? I don't know yet. All right. So you watch it. You're doing the review. You're doing it alone like I did Wonder Woman. <laughs> you on, sir, you are on your own. That's going to be eight hours, though. Because I want to watch it. And then I would probably have to watch it again to take mm-hmm. the notes. Oh, yep. God. Yep. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Too late. <laughs> And you're going to be all by your lonesome because I'll be goddamn. <laughs> Zach's not a you rat. And you know what all this is? It's because when he was filming a Justice League, he was filming it for two movies because it was supposed to be two movies. But all the bad right. buzz about Batman versus Superman made DC um, and WB go back to him and say, hey, this is only going to be one movie, even though, and his ass kept filming for two. Right. Then, of course, his daughter committed suicide. He had to step away. Whedon came in, and that movie was not good. And I can't, I don't know why four hours and an extra $100 million (laughs) That raggedy bitch. God, just uh, ooh. That's all. That's it. That's all I can say. That is just what a fucking waste of money, man. You know. <laughs> that's all I got. 
You give me a hundred million dollars and I would not waste it as poorly. I'd waste some, but not, you know. I'm de- yeah, I'm definitely wasting it, but I'm not. Not like that. I'm not wasting the suffering of other people for, man, that just. If you watch that all four hours, God bless you. No, 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 no. In fact, no, <laughs> oh, I'll take no. that back. Satan, curse you. Because you watch that movie for four hours. You don't believe in God. Okay. <laughs> if you're willing to watch that for four hours. Something's wrong with you. That's all I got. <laughs> I think that's all you can handle. I think that's all we can handle. Yeah, that's, so let's get out of here. We'll be back on um, Friday. Uh, sports pod. So we'll be talking about how the Houston Texans are completely fucking up the Deshaun Watson situation. Just and the organization and yeah. <laughs> as a whole. Yeah. I just hope by the time we get to recording on Thursday night, he's still a member of the Houston Texans. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see. All right, man. Anything else you got to say? Thanks again, as always, for tuning in. Yeah. Appreciate you. all the love. Yeah. Love you guys. Thanks for listening in. And we'll be back later on this week. Um, happy MLK Day. And later, babies.